1: That Lincoln is a bad mother. Gotcha. We're just talking about Lincoln.
2: Good morning, Cincinnati. Welcome to 1230 WDBZ. We are the Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station, the Lincoln Wear Show, till 1 o'clock this afternoon. And boy, there's a lot going on. Oh, man, where do we start? Where do we start? And thank you, Raven, for filling in for me yesterday. You did a great job. You See, did
3: See, why do you have to job? say it so sarcastically? <laughs> no. Why you couldn't just say I did a great job? No. I wanted to say it before
2: certain people call it. You ain't
3: stopping nobody. They are going to say it anyway. To
2: feel the need to tell me that you did a great job yesterday. Yes. Even though you talked a lot
3: about cisgender and all that stuff. That's what's hot in the news right now. <laughs> Jeez.
2: I are talking about it
3: on, a, on a, uh, the 11 o'clock news last night.
2: Unbelievable. Yeah, they shot down old, uh, uh, DeWine's uh, bill there. They shot it down. And Cecil Thomas pretty much said the Republicans got the numbers and they were going to do it. But you think since DeWine is a Republican, he would be able to whip those cats into shape. But apparently not. Apparently not. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Uh, oh, yeah. Tell your grandmother. Happy birthday. When is it today? It was yesterday. Yesterday. OK, she's she's exactly well, not exactly. Maybe a couple of months. Ten years older than me. Your grandmother is 10 years older than me. <laughs> she was born in 1940. I was born in 1950. Okay. How about that?
3: So you'll be 74. Yes. This year. You old.
2: You? No, I'm not.
3: <laughs> I'm just joking. Somebody's going to cuss me out. <laughs> comments.
2: Yes. All right. And somebody said, you don't sound like you're 73. I don't know. Yes, he does. Sometimes I do. Uh, sometimes I, I I think I do. He sounds
3: every bit of 73.
2: When I'm uh, scolding you or something. That's what I <laughs> say. <laughs> 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 yes. Uh, did anybody see the article that Kevin Aldridge, who was on the show last week, he wrote an article. It was in the Inquirer last night. You could probably Google it this morning. Um, just go to the Cincinnati Enquirer, put in Alicia Reese, Kevin Aldrich, and you'll see it. But boy, I mean, he—I mean, he came down. I, oh boy, it's just—we'll have to get him in later in the show. But um, he says Hamilton County Commissioner Stephanie Summerall Dumas made herself look petty when she questioned the leadership of fellow Commissioner Alicia Reese during a board meeting on Monday. Dumas abstained from a vote to appoint Reese as board president. It's a routine ceremonial procedure not uh, that typically goes off without a fuss. It wasn't her non-vote that got me, though, he says. Certainly, Dumas is entitled to support or not support whomever she chooses. But she went overboard with the unsolicited explanation of her ab- abstention later in the meeting." Dumas in a prepared statement. That's what gets me. She had a prepared statement. She just didn't say, well, you know, she had a prepared statement. After much prayer and reflection, there's no way I can sit here and say yes to the new president. She didn't go into specifics, but suggested that she'd had several unpleasant encounters with Reese outside of the public's eye. I've experienced lots of things that people our residents do not even know about, she said. That, that that's kind of cute because they're not supposed to even talk, you know, to get to each other. So I don't know how all this happened. Only Reese and Dumas truly know what has gone down between them behind closed doors. But I do know is that Dumas Dumas's implication that she left her prayer closet with a laundry list of leadership traits that Reese apparently lacked was a low blow and beneath someone in Dumas' position. I have never liked invoking God to score political points. That's what Kevin Aldridge said. And then he goes on, he said, I also know from covering Reese for more than 20 years that she has an extensive and proven track record of leadership and accomplishments in politics. And then he says, no disrespect intended, eclipses that of Dumas, okay? In her short time on the county commission, Reese has established Black Music Walk of Fame, pushed for and achieved minority inclusion in county jobs and projects, advocated for historic uh, investments in affordable housing, and funded the Hamilton County 513 Relief Mobile Equity and Resource Tech Bus, among other initiatives. And, man, he goes on and on. He goes in deep. He goes on. He also says... um, Say nothing about her work when she served on Cincinnati City Council and in the Ohio Legislature. Reese isn't without her faults and personality quirks, he says, and certainly doesn't shy away from self-promotion, which can rub some people the wrong way. But she's tough. She asks the hard questions. She works tirelessly for her uh, constituents, challenges the status quo and doesn't back down from a fight. Dumas, a former mayor of Forrest Park, is still building on her political resume and should focus on racking up her own legislative victories instead of egging in these, engaging in these. Quite frankly, meaningless public displays. So he goes on to say, hey, these daytime dramas make for good fodder for columnists like me and for talk radio hosts like me. <laughs> I'm just, I just threw that in. <laughs> I just threw that in. But that doesn't mean it's good government or smart politically. It's just more of the uh, sophomoric behavior that's turning off so many Americans to politics. Let's be clear: Dumas, Dumas doesn't have to like, be friends, or grab a drink with Reese after work. Technically, they can't have a drink together. It would be uh, it would have to be announced as a public meeting because two constituents, a uh, minority. Oh, that's right. That would constitute a minority of the commission. Still, you get my drift. But I do think residents expect commissioners to work together for the betterment of Hamilton County and not allow egos, personality clashes, and beefs to distract from the people's business. To be fair, Reese needs to take the high road, too. Going on local talk radio after meeting and accusing Dumas of being a plant by big business, special interests, and saying she's an embarrassment to the black community isn't helping to lower the temperature any, okay? Both women need to get over themselves, squash their beef, and stay laser-focused on why they were elected in the first place. There may be some folks that can question about, there may be some things folks can question about Alicia Reese, but leadership and getting things done aren't among them. The 212,638 people who voted for her uh, to be on the board in 2020 would seem to agree. And boy, Kevin Aldridge laid it out there, didn't he? Woo! He laid it out there. Yeah, they don't have to get coffee and have a drink together to get along. Pretty much, yes. Um, Bobby Hilton's coming in at 11.30. Yes, he'll be in at 11.30. Judge Wendy Cross. Judge Wendy Cross will be in at 11. I think that's how it shakes down. Let me see. I got to look at my schedule real quick here. Uh, Hilton will be here at, yeah, 11.30. Wendy Cross at
4: 11.
3: Did you announce that or something yesterday? Because somebody said it before you said it today.
2: About Hilton? Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't announce it. <laughs> no, I don't
3: know. Maybe well, somebody had to scoop yesterday. <laughs> yeah,
2: but uh, he'll be on today, and uh, we'll talk to him. And, uh, yeah, Judge Wendy Cross. Man, she's the presiding judge down at the Hamilton County Courthouse. And uh, we'll go into What does a presiding judge do and how much power does she really have down there? Can she whip some of those other judges? Can she whip them into shape down there? I don't know. But we'll find out from our good friend, Wendy Cross. Yes. And I like her haircut. She's got a nice little haircut style there, Wendy Cross. Let's see what else is happening. Oh man, there's so much going on. And I heard the lady who called you yesterday and her whole story. There's a whole lot of holes in her story.
3: I I was trying to like break through her <laughs> yes. monologue to ask yes. questions, but even when I yeah. asked the question she wouldn't
2: really yeah, yeah that's a whole well. lot of. I hope she calls me back today and maybe hoping- we can we can uh, uh uh peel back that onion and find out what's really going on cuz she had a whole lot of Stuff happening. Like I,
3: I asked her, well, what actually happened to you? And then yeah. she, she said, yeah. well, they were trying to take my inheritance, and she wasn't going to tell yeah, right. about she, that. Yeah, yeah. But then she also said that she just called to have her voice heard. That she didn't really like. It was very, it was yeah. very confusing. I think she, she's
2: got some issues going
3: on. She didn't want to like give specifics, but at the same time, she still wanted to be heard. Yeah. So it was kind of yeah. confusing.
2: Well, I hope she calls me back today, and um, we'll have some questions for her because. Her, that whole conversation was kind of shaky. Yeah, She was kind of shaky. Uh, Chris Christie drops out. He says uh, uh, Nikki Haley is going to get smoked. He thought the mic was off, but <laughs> the mic was off. So it sounds like he's not going to endorse her by saying that. So it sounds like he's going to endorse DeSantis. I don't know. We'll see uh Trump it's uh closing arguments in his civil fraud trial today he wanted to do the closing arguments but i don't think the judge is going to let him but he's going to have some comments uh, right outside the courtroom i guess so we'll see what happens there um uh, Lisa Bonet and Jason Momoa i'm glad, they were never a couple to me they just never matched up they were
3: married and have children. I
2: together. know. They've been married fifteen years or so. Whether yeah, well, they together children. they've been together that long, but not married that long. But they just never seem like a match to me. You he only
3: saying that because he was like fifteen years younger than her. That's the <laughs> only reason why you're saying that. No,
2: I you know, I didn't even pay that. he looks older as old as she looks. I didn't even pay that any attention. He just looks like I don't know. this looks like he's a caveman or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> just <laughs> he just I don't know. You sound like a hater. I would never match him up with her, you know? Uh, Big Mac. McDonald's is coming up with a double Big Mac. Woo! Now, it wouldn't be bad. If that's the only meal you ate all day, you could probably eat one. But if you're going to eat that as part of your, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, three meals, you're going to eat three meals with that? No, I don't think. It's going to work. The I don't know how many calories comes with that double Big Mac, but it's got four patties, four beef patties in that double Big Mac. Can you believe? How
3: much does it cost?
2: They didn't put the price down there, but um, they're going to roll it out real soon. A double Big Mac with two all beef patties. No, four all-beef patties. Special sauce, lettuce, cheese, and onions. And it'll, of course, be on that sesame seed bun. Yes. Uh, Regina King's movie, Shirley. uh, When did I say? I think it's, is it next month? It's going to be on Netflix. And, you know, they did some filming here in Cincinnati. They was down at Jarrell Baptist Church for the church scenes. So I'm hoping... Some Cincinnati folks end up in that movie, and they didn't end up on the editing floor. But I'm sure they're going to have a church scene in there, so I'm sure somebody from Cincinnati will be in there. And if I'm not mistaken, was Ariel, was she an extra? She might have been an extra. I got to check. Somebody from here was an, oh, I know who was the extra it was, oh, God, what's her name? I'll think of it in a minute. It was some somebody from here that was an extra down there. But uh, hopefully some people from Jarrell will get a chance to get in the movie. I know my aunts, they were extras sitting in the pews there while she was speaking. So we'll see if any of my aunts get in there. Yeah. So look for that. I think it's either February or March it'll be released on Netflix. Regina King. And I'm trying to get in touch with – does anybody know Regina King's mother and how I can get in touch with her? Call Raven and uh, leave me a number where I could get in touch with that person and you can help me reach Regina King's mother. She lives right here in Cincinnati. I never
4: knew that.
2: You did? Oh, no. Actually, she was – Regina King I think she was born here and she moved to l a as real young okay she might have been born okay. here but yeah her mother lives right here in Cincinnati Regina King uh let's see what else is going on oh yeah look up uh Stephen a Smith you should have a drop in there he went off on Jason Whitlock oh man uh Whitlock was saying some things about his uh, about uh, Stephen a Smith's memoirs that he put out there and Says a lot of the stuff wasn't true, and boy, did that that uh, tick, Stephen A. Smith. Uh, somebody's gonna beat Stephen A. Smith's ass one of these days. Somebody is either gonna be an NBA player or NFL player, or somebody is gonna beat the living hell out of Stephen A. Smith. Is it up there yet? Okay, I'm gonna. Just, this is only about twenty seconds. We had to edit. In only 20 seconds, we had to do two edits on it. Uh, I would have left bitch in, but they took that out. But go ahead. Let's listen. You betrayed me. Did you tell the folks that? You bitch. Did you tell them? you fat piece of shit. Did you tell them that? Got the names. We got Jamel Hill. We got Howard Bryant. You want me to bring up the other writers that would have... Okay, so that's him talking about Jason Whitlock. That's him talking about Jason Whitlock. And, um, I mean, he calls him some of everything. Somebody's going to get Stephen A. Smith. You know? Why did he do that? <laughs> yeah, that's that's Stephen A. Smith. You know, he thinks he is uh, the the stuff. And... Calls the man a bitch. Calls him reason, a piece though? of ass. Well, he talked about his uh, Stephen A. Smith put out this book, this memoirs and stuff, and uh, Whitlock was saying a lot of the stuff wasn't true that he put in there, and Stephen A. Smith got mad, and uh, <laughs> you know, so yes, uh, yeah. yeah, I would have left. The B word in there, but Chad got scared and he, oh no, I'm not going. No, no, uh, uh. The S word, yeah, would Chad trying it. to keep his job,
3: <laughs> leave him along. alone.
2: I would have taken a hit for Chad. I would have taken you a hit.
3: right.
2: But I mean, there's nowhere in the FCC regulation you say you can't use the B word. But still, um, yeah, Stephen A. Smith, somebody gonna. Get him one of these days, and I believe it's going to be probably an NBA player or somebody that's going to just beat his ass. All right. Oh, I need to take a break. I'm so late for break. Let's take a break, and then we'll come back. I got tons more of stuff to get to on the Lincoln Ware Show, 1230, The Buzz. 1230 WDBZ, Should've Loved Ya, Narada Michael Walden, what year was that, 1982, what year, looking at it, does it say, doesn't say, I think, 80-something, it's a good song, Narada Michael Walden, 1230 WDBZ, The Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station, it's Lincoln Ware on a Thursday. And uh, let's go downtown to the Crime Stopper headquarters and check in with Lisa Baker. How you doing, Miss Baker?
4: Good morning, Lincoln Ware. I got Stephen A. online too. <laughs> somebody's going to
2: beat, beat his ass, let me tell you. <laughs>
4: He's he looking for you, Lincoln. I told him he can find you at the walking club. Lincoln, good morning. We're looking for two people today, the first one. James Lockridge. James Lockridge, he's wanted for a felonious assault. He's accused of striking the victim in the head multiple times with a blunt metal object, causing severe injuries. Lincoln, that's James Lockridge. He's a black male. He's 40 years old. He's six foot tall, 150 pounds. He's got facial and neck tattoos. He has a history of armed robbery, domestic violence, felonious assault, and other gun charges last known to live on Trimble in Evanston, James Lockridge. We're also looking for Jessica Mays. She's wanted for breaking and entering. She's accused of stealing over $800 in tools after video surveillance captured her entering the victim's property. Jessica Mays is a white female. She's 33 years old, 5'8", 125 pounds, and she frequents Norwood and Westwood. So if any of the listeners know where detectives can find James Lockridge or Jessica Mays, give Crime Stoppers a call. Five one three three five two thirty
2: forty. All right. Five one three three five two thirty forty night or day cash money for your clues. And uh well you got any plans for this weekend?
4: Uh no, not not too much. But I'm I'm gonna talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday. Yes,
2: yeah. Oh, what? You mean you'll be here tomorrow? Okay. Well Friday's
4: <laughs> Friday's our meeting. Our Crime Stoppers board okay. meeting. Okay. Okay. So right after that, I'll jump on with Lincoln
2: and I'll let us it. know how much money you gave away this month. Absolutely. All right. All right. We'll talk to you. All right. Seven four nine twelve thirty five one three is the area you code. Lincoln, where it's Thursday, and let's go to Fame. Fame, how you doing?
5: Fame. Hey, just, sorry about that. How you doing? Okay. Good. Am I still on speaker?
2: You, that's a question you need to answer. I don't know if you're still uh, on speaker. Right. You can tell, tell me. It, it sounds okay, I guess.
5: Okay, yeah, we're good. Uh, yeah, I, I think you couldn't be more wrong about Stephen A. Smith there, Mister Ware. What do you mean? Uh, you, you say you think he's the stuff, and he needs to get his uh, <laughs> butt whooped and all that. He think he can just say what?
2: anything about anybody at any time, and you know. No, that
5: dude been going at him for quite some time. Just, you know, just been you know said he was a plant. Yeah. Basically, said he was yeah.
6: the
5: the uh, Kevin Hart of uh, sports uh, broadcasting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I find yeah. Stephen A. to be his generation's uh, Howard Cosell. Yeah,
7: yeah.
2: yeah. I, I mean, I like Stephen A. Smith, and I, I mean, I like the way he carries himself. But I'm just scared for him sometimes.
5: No, from what I understand, uh, and you know, from some from somebody who got, you know, uh, some uh, information on him, he uh, he he got shooters with him. Yeah. Security ain't a problem. Yeah. But uh, I'm watching Jason Woodlock reply to it here on uh, X Twitter, and you know, I think he forgot. Like, even called you a B. You know, he called you the B word, and he called you Kane. You know, yes. all the all the professional yeah. candor is out of the window at yeah. this point. Yeah,
2: he did call him you know Kane. What I'm he you, him Kane.
5: Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, and a B word is like you can't. You don't get to call me those, and and we just talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Like we, I, I, they're they're about the same age. I'm not condoning any violence or anything like that. I'm just saying, like there's just certain words you don't. There's just certain lines you don't cross. Even though Jason Whitlock is that, there's just certain lines you can't cross with yeah. me. Yeah. So that's well, all I got. Lincoln, it's,
2: right. been, it's been real. Hey, fame. Uh, what do you think about the NFL putting one of their playoff games on Peacock? I think that's un American.
5: Oh, no, it, it <laughs> won't be too long before all these Well, these games basically are, are paid to play as it is. I, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Um,
2: I just it, think, think that's un-American. It'll be all of them. I know, yeah, it's coming to that, but I just think it's un American. To have an NFL playoff game not on regular TV—that's just unbelievable.
5: No, it, it is. It's a little bit unbelievable, but you got to look at the world we're in, to, in today, and it's just not—it's it's unbelievable, but it's not inconceivable. Let's I, say it
2: like that. I had to check my TV to make sure I had Peacock, see if I could yes. see the game. You got all
5: them apps; you ain't worried about Jeez. it. You know?
2: <laughs> unbelievable. And speaking of
5: that game, yeah. Kansas
2: City's going to smoke them. Who do they play? Miami, and it's in Kansas City. City yeah, gonna you're gonna probably be like right. Yeah. yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, it's gonna be cold. Gonna,
5: bet the farm on that. It'll be Miami's cold. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, it, it'll be cold. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, uh, it's Kansas City in that one. You're right. All right, <laughs> all right, man. Take it easy. Thanks for your call. Let's uh, take a break. We'll come back. Uh, we got Bill Blades, Akia. all holding on. Fame's line is available, and he says KC will beat Miami. I think that game is is it Saturday or Sunday? I don't know. It's this weekend, and one of the of of all the games this weekend, one game will be on Peacock, which means you have to have the streaming service in order to see the playoff game. Congress ought to pass some kind of law. Is the NFL still nonprofit? I think they are. I think they still have nonprofit status. I'll have to check that. I know there was some grumbling about that and uh, uh, some grumblings in in, in the uh, House of Representatives about changing that. I don't know if they ever did or not. But if they're still a nonprofit, they need to put these games on regular TV. All right, let's uh, take a break and then we'll come back. 1230, The Buzz. 12:30
1: Is
2: the up now 1230 WDBZ the buzz of Cincinnati I don't know if this is a new show uh, they had Nikki Giovanni they got a uh, some kind of special on. I think it's either HBO or Showtime about Nikki Giovanni I don't know if it's new or not I know it was done in 2023 I'm thinking they're just now showing it and uh, it was pretty good And um, they even had some parts of Lincoln Heights. I guess she grew up with her grandmother here in Lincoln Heights. Her mother sent her to live with her grandmother, and they showed Jackson Street in Lincoln Heights. As they were driving, they were trying to find Jackson Street, the place where her grandmother's house was. And um, it was a pretty good show. I mean, uh, it covered her life. Had her granddaughter, son, and her girlfriend. And she didn't care anything about what people said about her and her girlfriend. But she was one of the greatest poets ever. Nikki Giovanni grew up right here in Cincinnati. Yes. That was a pretty good show. Anybody see that? Let me know. 513-749-1230. All right, let's go to uh, Bill. Bill, how are you?
7: I'm doing great. Hey, Raven, uh, I loved your show yesterday. You were very, oh, very God. moving. Oh, you know, talking about you know what. Okay, you-
2: I'll put you on hold, and Raven will pick it up, and you can tell her what you're telling her over the air. We got to move on and talk to other people. I mean, I'm who not are you gonna- done? Uh, yeah, I'm
7: not. If you
2: want, okay, go ahead.
7: Finish. I I wanted to comment on Stephen A. Smith. Okay, he does what he's gonna <laughs> do. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I was really sick to my stomach with him slobbering all over LeBron James no. back in the day. Oh, God. you know, I mean, it's thing where well, he's a sports commentator, but you know what? He has a right to his opinion. You know?
6: Yes. Yes.
7: And uh, you know, I I just wanted to just say that. You know, he's going to stick to his gun. You know, he's just like you, Mr. Ware. He surrounds himself with security. <laughs>
0: yeah, right.
7: Okay. Just like you well. surrounded yourself with security at your batch. Oh, boy. You know, oh, and, boy. you know, you had nothing to worry about. Wait, man. I, know I had doing. security
2: there, but you didn't know where they were or who they were.
7: No, I wasn't, and I wasn't going to try anything <laughs> either. You know, oh, I just geez. did. I gave, my, I gave you my... Your prop. Okay.
2: Now, is there anything else you want to say to Raven before we hang up?
7: No, no, I okay. said enough. You okay. know, you are getting jealous and everything. I just you know? wish
2: you would say it to her when she when you call in here and she answers the phone. Everything you say over the air, I just want to tell Raven this. I want to tell Raven that.
7: Why don't you tell
2: her when you when she answers the phone?
7: Well, yeah, I did, but you know what, man? Oh, I don't you got to like say it to, again, uh, honey. I don't like to undermine nobody. I appreciate the staff. <laughs> Of the buzz, you know. Bill, I gotta go. Okay, All well, right. I wanted to give a shout out to Bootsy for appearing on Kelly oh, Clarkson yeah, tonight.
2: You know, I, I, I'm thanks for reminding me of that. I, got, I I meant to talk about that. Thanks for your call. All, All
7: right, right. Okay.
2: Bye. And what? Okay, I'm gonna get on Patty's case for not telling me Bootsy was gonna be on uh, Kelly Clarkson. I'm like, what the hell is Bootsy doing on Kelly Clarkson? And he was on there with uh, 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 Pipus' daughter. What's her name? Oh, man. And, you know, of course, she's a ventriloquist. And they had the little guy on there with them. And, yeah, I was shocked when I heard that Bootsy was on Kelly Clarkson. And I didn't see it. And normally, Patty's calling Oh, Bootsy's doing this. We're doing this. We're going to be there. She didn't even tell me. You wait till I see her. She'll get an earful from me. Yes. Uh, this happened just this morning. Not, I mean, right up on Montgomery Road. In um, up there near Harper's Point. They had to tase a man, and he ran into a deputy's cruiser when he tried to steal a lady's car. The woman called law enforcement after finding a man sitting inside her vehicle near Montgomery Road and Kemper. And right there at Starbucks. Apparently, she had gone into Starbucks and left her car unlocked. Women lock your car. When she came back, the guy was sitting in there. He said he needed a place to stay and give me your keys. And I guess somebody called 911. The cops were in the lot, came up. The guy tried to get away, ran into the cop's car, and they ended up tasing the guy. All she went in to do was get a cup of coffee. <laughs> and the guy comes back, wants to steal a car. Unbelievable. At the things that go on around this place. All right, I think that he
3: was just gonna jack her car. I to know.
2: Bed. Yeah. Just gonna take her car.
3: Like she was just gonna
2: hand over the keys. Yeah. Uh did you hear about this Missouri dad said he knew his teenager was having sex with the teachers, but he didn't do anything to stop it. And see that's the difference between a father and a son. And father and a daughter. If that had been his daughter, he would have been up there ready to kill the teacher. But his son, if it had been his 16 year old daughter, he found out the male teacher was, uh, you know, taking care of his daughter after school, he would have been up there ready to fight. 16 year old son, he's like patting him on the back. He says they were going to do it anyway. I couldn't stop them. That's what he said. That was his excuse. They were going to do it anyway. A Missouri father has been arrested after authorities say he allowed his 16-year-old son to have sex with his high school teacher over the last uh, two-month period. Police arrested the 36-year-old father on January 4th on one count of endangering the welfare of a child saying he knew about the sex that the two were, u- uh, were, were using after other students. They were using other students as lookouts while they were having sex. Now, you knew some of those other students were going to say something to somebody. Uh, they're not naming the father to protect his son's identity. Meanwhile, the teacher, who is a 26-year-old, uh, her name is Haley Carmack, was arrested in Texas after fleeing Missouri. She was a math teacher at uh, Langley High School uh, in the unincorporated community of Langley, about 75 miles south of the state capital of Jefferson City, Missouri. She faces charges of statutory rape, endangering the welfare of a child, sexual contact with a student and child molestation. And uh, yeah, she's (laughs) they even did it in her driveway. Yeah. A witness came forward and told authorities that the 16-year-old boy had shown them photographs of scratches down his back and said they were from his teacher after they had had sex in her driveway. (laughs) Oh, boy. The teen told a witness that uh, he was the reason for his teacher's divorce and said they had overheard them speaking intimately on the phone. The witness said the teacher is too friendly with students and sometimes will dress inappropriately at school. Often openly discussed her personal life in class. And at one point got in trouble with the administration for being too close with the students. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So another Mary Jo. Paternal, I think that was her name back in the day when she had sex with her 13-year-old student. Ended up getting pregnant by him twice, and they got married. (laughs) That was one heck of a case. All right. We need to take a break, and then we'll come back. 513-749-1230. Lincoln, we're with you. 1230, the buzz. That are Randy Crawford, twelve thirty WDBZ, the Buzz of Cincinnati, York Talk Station, and let's go to uh, Will. Will, how are you?
8: I'm doing great, Lincoln. How are you doing? This I'm morning? hanging in there,
2: everybody. What's on your mind?
8: Oh, oh that whole Peacock
2: deal. Oh
8: you man, know, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's that gets to no because they're making us pay for stadiums and infrastructure
5: and. <laughs> yes. All this crap.
6: Well, okay. Well, hold on. Well, well hold we on.
2: Well, hold on. Five. Hold on. Now, if the game was in Cincinnati, I think they have to put it on regular TV. So, if it was in Cincinnati, you paying for the stadium, it would be on mm-hmm. TV. It would be on what TV, what regular you- over-the-air TV, and not just on uh, Peacock. But if it's but in your city, they have to put it on over-the-air TV also. But if it's not in your city, uh, Peacock is where you got to go for that one game that they're only putting on Peacock.
8: Well, you know, I, I get all that, but don't they get, like, revenue sharing at the end of all the, the owners and stuff? Don't they get that? They get a piece of everything. Yes,
2: they get a piece of that money that the networks pay them to air the game.
8: Yeah. Right. So so this is all this is is, is is another way to make another man us buy their product that we really like prime. I bought it just for the Thursday night game. Now I'm stuck with it because I don't. I don't really yeah. care right. any other way. But right, right. So yeah, I'm going to have to keep buying channels, yeah. paying for stadiums like everybody else do in the country. Well, now and, just
2: cancel cancel Prime until the football season starts up again.
8: Well, you know. Uh, I know. I, it's, it's such a it, hassle. It's yeah, such yeah, a, yeah, then I forget the password.
2: I forget the password, and
8: uh, then it's all Yeah, ca- yeah, yeah. yeah I got to call my kid over yeah. there to get it all straight Jeez, back out and deal with them and, and listen to all of that. You know, I, know. I, I just... I just don't. I just think we need to turn it off and not show up to the stadiums one Sunday oh to make boy. our message clear. Oh boy, you know, and I, and that's just what I believe because this is they're just it's just it's like NBA. I can't look at it's getting horrible with that now. Football. We were just talking about boys and sports, and it's just all getting horrible to me. It's just getting too much about the money and not the brotherhood and the yeah. teaching the kids respect. You know, it's just yeah. it's just it's just too much money. You know, and, and the kids are not gonna get any of it. Well that's,
2: that's all. I'm thinking that's this this is the new world in which we live, the world of streaming. Well,
8: you know, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I still got my old cable box, I'm gonna hold on to that.
2: <laughs> y'all, y'all have a good all day. All right, thanks for your call. Unbelievable. Blade, what's up? Hey Lincoln. Yes. What's going on? Nothing much.
9: Hey, you know, um, is Mississippi James call you back this source up There's a a jail down there that they, uh, behind the jail, they found 200 bodies uh, in a shallow grave down there It said the the Ravens dug them up. You heard about that?
2: I heard about that. And did you hear about what happened in Alabama?
9: No, Uh, tell me.
2: A a guy uh, died in prison, and so the family wanted the body so that they could, you know, have a funeral for the guy, but uh, they have to do an autopsy on the body. And when the funeral home finally got the body, the guy didn't have a heart. Somebody had mm. taken the dude's heart. Mm. And <laughs> so they don't know what happened. Hey, and also, um, I just want to, I told you a couple of years ago in the Midwest,
9: uh, cause all finding chopped up bodies down there. They found chopped up bodies up here too. I told you it was a serial killer going around, but they don't want to tell nobody. Hey, but I just want to tell you, um uh, uh, Lincoln, um, If black people would go hard on white people like they go hard on black people, maybe we can solve white supremacy. But I think black people are too busy trying to go hard on each other. You know, uh, this year started off that we we're going to expose everything, but I guess uh, the black supremacists, we got to expose them, too. Why is it that y'all going so hard on each other up there, but y'all won't go hard on the white people?
1: Oh
2: boy, who's going hard on each other? What are you talking? What are you referring to?
9: It it, it amazes me that we, we're we supposed to find out real truth, but somehow we got the two sisters going to, going against each other.
2: Well, I mean, th- we'll, we'll talk about that coming up soon.
9: Hey, let me ask you something and check it out, but I, I'm pretty sure I, I know it because I know everything. Uh, it's amazing how these Elite blacks always cause confusion, so we so we can uh, focus on them instead of focus on each other. Because I bet you them two sisters are divine nine, ain't they?
2: <laughs> yeah. Peace uh, out, bro. Uh, thanks for your call. I know Alicia's. I don't know, I don't know anything about uh, Stephanie Dumas's college uh, career or anything like that. But I know Alicia. Is all right. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. Uh Judge Wendy Cross. is coming up at eleven. The presiding judge down at the Hamilton County Courthouse. Yes. Zakia, how you doing?
10: I'm great, Paul. How are you?
2: I'm doing great. What's up?
10: I want to say happy birthday to Terrence
2: Howard. Oh, that's right. Today is his birthday. Yes. Yeah. The real Terrence yes. Howard.
10: The real Terrence Howard. Yes. And- Papa, there was a comment made about you being 73 and sounding 73, and I just want to say you should tell them, yeah, but you just like a fine bottle of wine, because you get better with time.
2: Okay, I'll just, just call them haters, that's all. You don't know, okay. have to say all that, all the stuff. Just say, okay, hater. That's all. Simple as that. What's on all your right. mind, Zakia? real quick?
10: Uh, Kevin Aldridge, is that article in the paper to inquire today Uh, i was in there last night
2: i think you might have to search for it today i didn't see any see it there today just look it should be in there today go ahead okay yeah
10: and i'm really grateful that uh bishop bobby hilton is coming on yes because i as well as many other people we kind of really need to understand the other side of how this all went down You know, and no, I don't think that Alicia was wrong for coming on the radio to let us know all the things that's been going on behind the scenes. So, all right, I know you have a guest at 11 o'clock. Have a great day.
2: Thanks for your call. All right, uh, we're going to break
10: just uh,
2: about a minute or so early for news, and then I'll get my guest in, Judge Wendy Cross. Yes the presiding judge down at the Hamilton County Courthouse. And, yeah, we'll break for news, and then we'll come back and talk to her. 12.30, the buzz. <laughs> 12.30 WDBZ, the buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station Lincoln Wear with you till one o'clock this afternoon. And in the studio with me, the new Hamilton County Common Pleas Court presiding judge. Judge Wendy Cross and welcome to the show and
0: I think this is I can't believe it but this is the first time we ever met I think it is thank you so much for having me but yeah I think this is the very first time we formally met yes but yes. of course everyone knows who you are you're <laughs> no, no, Lincoln Ware no. you're Lincoln Ware I can't believe I'm sitting in the studio with the Lincoln Ware well, well so. you're right
2: here you're right thank here you. and uh like I say congratulations on being the now, how- the presiding judge do what is it about the presiding judge that's you know that puts you on top i guess i don't know tell us about that
0: so actually the title is presiding and administrative judge okay some courts have just a presiding judge and a different administrative judge Mm -hmm. but traditionally our court has put both roles in one and so i preside over meetings that's what makes me the presiding judge Mm -hmm. really um the meetings over the general division as well as uh, joint sessions with probate okay. and juvenile court okay. and domestic relations. Okay, So all okay. the common pleas level right. um, we have joint sessions and then the administrative part port of portion of that, uh, those duties include handling all the administration of the court. So budget okay, um, and finance, personnel court security, probation, uh, you know, various committees, standing committees that we have. So it really is just being the chair of the court. Okay.
2: Okay. All right. Now, uh, what, you know, when they uh, say they roll the dice, uh, not not roll the dice, but they Uh, roll a judge and get a certain case. Yeah. Is that, is there anything fixed with that? It just sounds awfully suspicious because it seems like all the well-known judges get the big cases. (laughs) How how does that work?
0: (laughs) No, you know, I really do believe that, um, you know, the perception out there is that things are fixed. Yeah. But it really isn't. We really have a process. I've actually seen the, the the um, I forgot what you call it, but I've seen how they roll the cases. Yes, okay. it, there really is a process. Okay. And I think that what you see is um, the media picking mm-hmm. up certain cases. Yeah. Um, but all of us have murder cases. Um, you know, we really all have a lot of high pri- profile cases. Uh-huh. It's just what the media picks yeah, up. Yeah. And they just might happen to pick up three cases out of my room mm-hmm. as opposed to someone in Judge Marsh's room. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean Judge Marsh doesn't have the same type of cases yeah. in her room going on.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now, you they say you want to demystify the legal process and promote understanding of how the court works. Absolutely. That's one of your job one. That's the that job one that, that, that you is want to do.
0: job one. Now, what's
2: what do people seem to think that's a mystery about the courts? What's the mystery?
0: I think there are a lot of misperceptions about mm-hmm. the court. Look, so my goal is to show that the court, we care about people. Mm-hmm. We care about the public. We care about the community. And we care about our employees within the court. We care about people. Yeah. But I think that um, with that, there are a lot of misperceptions about what we do, how we do it, um, and quite frankly, who we are and what mm-hmm. we can and can't do. And so I think that it is imperative upon the court to educate the public, have some more understanding yeah. on what we do. But more importantly, we want to have understanding with the public on what they Mm-hmm. what their perception is. Yeah. Because, you know, some people shy away from, well, we don't want to know the public's perception because it might be bad of us, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But why wouldn't we want to know that? Because that's how we can get better. If we know what the perception is, if mm-hmm. we know where the problems are, if we know what where the misunderstandings are, then we can fill those gaps with truth and understanding. So in my mind, we're going to um, try to demystify what our process is and who we are as judges and staff. In my mind, cust- uh, well, justice involves not only fairness, due process, mm. but it also involves good customer service. Yes, yes. Right? Yes, yes. It involves um, timeliness. And so those are part of the. Things that um, go into miscommunication and misperceptions from the public. Mm-hmm. And so I am going to propose to our whole bench that we actually uh, engage the community with community forums. Okay. okay. That yeah. we actually go out and do listening tours. See, I don't,
2: are you going to be able to get people to get on board with that? Absolutely. You know, these judges, they <laughs> don't want to get out there in the public, you know, and mix yeah. it up with the people. So are you going to be able to actually get them to do this?
0: I do believe so. I think that we have a wonderful group of judges on the bench, and we're very collaborative with one another, Mm -hmm. despite that perception that we're not. Um, We are very collaborative, and I think that um, all of our judges are going to welcome the opportunity to do community forums, to engage with the public in a very civilized way. Um, But I think listening tours um, with the public is going to help us not only uh, bridge gaps, Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to help understanding and education. And hopefully the public will then feel more valued when they come into our courthouse. They will feel more heard when they see some of the changes we're mm-hmm. going to make based mm-hmm. on their uh, their their concerns, uh, and they'll feel more valued.
2: And Sometimes a person might feel like they're being railroaded in the courts, and sometimes judges can step in and protect that person.
0: Absolutely. Well, that's absolutely right. I mean, and, and in fact— that's what our job mm-hmm. is. Part yeah. of our job is not only, um, you know, protecting and abiding by the rule of law, but it's protecting individuals' mm-hmm. rights. And that's just what, just speaking to what you're saying, that's exactly mm-hmm. what we have the authority to do. Yeah. And what I do often. Uh, what about
2: this thing with bail? A lot of times, people saying there. Too lenient, letting people get out on low bail, and they're going out there committing crimes again. Yeah. Uh, how do you, you know, because they were complaining that you were setting too high of a bail and people who were innocent weren't able to get out. So, how do you balance that?
0: Again, that's where the listening tours are really going to help. Because I think that there needs to be more education on the public side Mm -hmm. as to what our considerations are, what the law says our considerations are. Mm -hmm. But then there also needs to be more understanding from our perspective what the public thinks in that regard. So that's why I am really a big proponent of um, community engagement and listening tours so we can hear what people have to say about okay, it okay i think
2: that, that that's a good idea if you can pull it off <laughs> and then i don't know where you would have these listening to or where, where, where would this where
0: would this well take i'm going to talk to the judges and see yeah. where because we need to find um locations and we're talking mm. about all over the county right yeah. so we need to find places that one will be secure yeah. and safe right. for our judges speaking, and the community speaking of
2: that i know you've seen the video where the guy jumped over the bench there yes and- sir I, yes, I, what, what went through your mind? Have you ever had any cases like that where you thought maybe somebody better keep an eye on this guy because he's looking at me strange? Yes,
0: I have had that. Um, in fact, I've also had a death threat. Whoa. Um, uh, but it was taken care of. Yeah. And um, I will say that our law enforcement in our county is very responsive to that, mm-hmm. to those types of issues. Yeah. Very, very responsive. And I it, it gives me so much satisfaction. What I have done for this year is I've developed a Court Security Committee. Oh, okay. Okay. And it's going to involve a whole host of people. But what that committee is going to do is strengthen um, our court security um, and develop, you know, other procedures to Mm -hmm. help not only our judges feel safe, but our employees and staff to feel safer, and the community when they're in the building to feel safer. So I've developed that.
2: Speaking of that, witnesses, people— Witnesses. Witness intimidation. Absolutely. It goes on. How do you fight against people afraid to testify because, you know, somebody might put a hit out on them? How do you—
0: That's right. And those are all the considerations Mm -hmm. that our court security uh, committee will be handling. Um, This is new. We've never had it. But this is new, and um, we're really excited about that. Uh, we're also developing a—I've uh, developed a uh, health and wellness committee. Okay. Um, and, and you might say, well, why do you need a health and wellness committee? Well, um, that's part of my internal initiative to help strengthen the workplace culture in the courthouse. Um, we want our employees to know that we care about them mm-hmm. and that they're valued— Um, and that we care about their health. Um, And, you know, our jobs are stressful. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um, And then when you're talking about going to, to say, the clerk's office or to probation um, or to any of our other departments, customer service is a part of that justice piece, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And um, if you have a stressed worker, if you have a worker who doesn't feel valued, then how good of a customer service are they going to pre- yeah. to give? So mm-hmm. we are trying to strengthen our workplace culture with a, a several initiatives, that's just mm-hmm. one, in order to help our people have more meaning to their work, bring more meaning to their work, mm-hmm. want to come to work, feel energized when they're at work, and therefore they're going to provide good customer service.
2: Now, you were once a juvenile judge, correct?
0: Juvenile court magistrate. Okay. Uh, so what's
2: going on in the juvenile court now? I mean, it's... These kids now, they're committing adult-type crimes. And so what do you do with these kids now? Is it safe to bound them over to uh, adult court? And how do you decide whether to do that or not?
0: Well, that is uh, something you probably should ask uh, Judge Carrie Bloom, who's a yes. presiding administrative judge over juvenile court. But, you know, I will tell you that when I was there, my eyes were opened. Mm. I had no idea of uh, a lot of the... Much of the crime in our city and county were committed by juveniles. Mm. And I had no perception about that until I got there. Yes. But I will say, and I I don't want to speak to what Judge Bloom is doing, but Mm. Judge Bloom has put in a lot of uh, new initiatives Mm. over in her court in order to address those type problems. I know when I was there, I... um, uh, was the director of a program called the Youth Advocate Program. Mm-hmm. And it was called, you know, YAP. Um, and it's still going on, but Judge Williams um, put me the director over that. It was a very new program, and what it was was a diversionary program mm-hmm. to address those problems, what you're talking about right now. yeah. So yeah. And I know it's still happening, but, uh, yeah, talk to Judge Bloom. She has a I lot think of she's uh, been on the show before. Yeah, yeah she's been on the she show. She has be- a lot of um, – but what we're doing over at um, – uh, the Hamilton County Common Police Court, a lot of new initiatives um, we want to, in addition to doing the community forums, we want to expand our internship program mm-hmm. to bring more young See, people yeah, yeah. into the yeah. into into the system on this mm-hmm. side of it mm-hmm. so that because they are future and, you know, as the world changes, um, they're going to grow up in it. We want them to come into yeah. the legal process and make lasting, impactful uh, changes to our system. And, and
2: I guess you probably encourage people to come down and sit in a courtroom, sit Absolutely. in on some of these trials sometime. All the
0: time. Yeah. All the time. Um, one of our judges, Judge Dinkalacker, um, he is going to um, uh, have a, adopt a class. Oh. Oh. Um, you know, high school students. Right. And so that, that's tremendous. Invite them to come down. Yes, and, yeah. that's tremendous okay. Okay. Um, because we want to get younger people in. We want to get high schoolers in. Mm-hmm. We want to get more college students in seeing the system from the inside, yes. 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 because those are the people that are going to carry out, mm-hmm. you know, justice in the future.
2: Now, uh, you know, uh, you watch Judge Judy and these people, they seem to be able to be able to know when somebody's lying or not. Now, have you ever had a case where you just know the the guy's lying? You can just tell. Do you build up a some type of uh, uh, radar that you can pinpoint liars out of well, being a judge?
0: Yeah, well, I will tell you that um, in this role, you should have strong discernment. Mm-hmm. You, you better yeah. have some strong discernment, yeah, yeah. right? Um, Because if you don't have discernment for the truth, Mm -hmm. then um, this is going to be a hard job. Yeah. Um, yeah. But despite whether or not, you know, that goes to the issue of credibility. And despite whether or not you think somebody is lying or not, you know, if they're a witness, if they're Mm -hmm. a defendant, they still have rights. And that's what the court has to prioritize, the right of the individual Mm -hmm. over whether I— think they're lying or I don't like them or they're from a different part of the, you know, uh, the world, whatever. We have to prioritize yeah. protecting the right of the individual and the rule of law. So- you
2: ever had a case where you thought the victim was innocent, but the jury found him guilty? You ever had any cases that you just couldn't sleep well at nights and I think this guy was yeah. innocent?
0: Yeah. I have not had that at, in my judicial mm-hmm. um experience. I had that in my uh experience as a litigator but not a, yes. as a judge. Yes. So yes. usually in my well in my experience juries get it right. Mm-hmm. They get it right because you have folks who don't know each other. Yeah. Yeah. Folks who come in and use their common sense and they, you know, have their own, you know, lived experience. Yeah. And they come in and they really try to work hard to get a just resolution, the case I just had um, was a long jury trial, and though I watched that jury, they worked so hard to try to get it right. Mm-hmm. They like agonized over trying to get it right. They asked you questions. Come they back. They asked and ask, questions. Yeah, yeah. You could see um, their um, passion in 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 the, in the service they were do- providing, and so I think you know. Most times, jurors, they get it right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I tell you, let's take a quick break and we'll come back if uh, you want to, if you got a question, you want to talk to Judge Wendy Cross, feel free to call at 513-749-1230. The Lincoln Ware Show, 1230, The Buzz.
3: 30 a.m. The Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. You're listening to the Lincoln Ware Show. Filling in for him is Raven Mundy. Now, of course, y'all be missing stuff if y'all don't be on the Facebook Live. Because it'd be a lot of, like, side conversation and, and branch off conversations in the uh, Facebook Live when you ain't watching. So I would advise you to head over there to catch some of that conversation. But I was reading some of the comments in the in the Facebook Live. and Let me read this comment that led to what I'm getting ready to say. Let me, let me. See if I can find it again. Okay, this comment says, I heard the difference in white women and black women is white women are taught to trust men and black women are taught to distrust from childbirth. That's what the comment said. And I don't necessarily, I just, I don't agree. But um, it led me to mentioning a conversation that I had recently with a white man. If you can believe that, I don't, I, and it's, it's going to sound weird when I say this, but I don't typically have too many conversations, too many deep conversations with white people. It's just, I don't, it's not a lot of white people in my, in my immediate, you know, circle. So I don't find myself having very deep conversations with white people, especially white men. I just don't know a lot of them. So I don't typically have those conversations, but randomly I was having this conversation with a white man and it got kind of deep when we got to the the, the topic of relationships he told me that he was of Irish descent specifically, and that when it comes to his culture, he and the males that are in his family have always been taught from like damn near birth that their sole, you know, uh, responsibility and, and lot in life is to be providers and protectors for the women in their family and the women that they choose to pursue and date and marry. Like, it's almost as if if you cannot do those things, protect and provide, you are not a man in that culture and i found that really interesting like even like and, and I, a lot of the conversations that i think we have over here on the buzz about you know relationships between men and women and and, and the some of the discrepancies that we have with each other i, I think I, I a lot of times men um have said or or believe that well i'm not going to be pro- providing a for no woman who can't be submissive And it wasn't one time in that conversation with that white man where he said that his protection and providing for a woman was predicated on her submissiveness. He didn't bring it up. It was so interesting to have that conversation with him. He never even brought up the concept of, of a woman having to be submissive or having to deserve it from him. It's just, that's what you're supposed to do. Whether or not, that woman is submissive or "quote unquote" deserving. That is what I am to do as a man. I am to protect and provide. That's 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 the culture over here, and it's so much of the culture that I am not even considered a man if I don't do it. And I just thought it was kind of interesting when 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 contrasting that com- that particular conversation with that white man with the conversations that I think that I see us have a lot over here, which is why we have such a hard time. You know, doing certain things for each other as, as black women women and black men. I just thought it was interesting. If you want to share your thoughts, once I get somebody off of the queue, you can call me at 513-749-1230. That's the number to get on board. But I'm going to go to the phones. Rep. Thomas, how you doing today?
6: I'm fine, Raven. Good morning, and thank you for taking my call. Uh, well, first of all, I, I want everybody to know, especially Sister B and Doug Springs, The greatest Cincinnati chapter of the National Action Network, man, here in Cincinnati, we'll be having our first meeting in-person meeting on the twenty-second. We're going to meet the first, the uh, third, uh, no, the fourth Monday of each month, starting in January. The fourth Monday is the twenty-second of this month, and we will be we'll be meeting out at Bishop Hilton's Church, uh, Word of Deliverance, at seven p.m. in the evening. Uh, For those who uh, want to attend the meeting. Are uh, we trying to get back on track? Uh, now, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the Senate uh, bill, House Bill sixty-eight, which is the uh, gender-affirming care yes. issue. Uh, now, here's uh, it, there's a lot more in that bill than what meets the eye, uh, and oftentimes uh, the public gets the the portion of the bill, they understand the portion of the bill, but does not get the real crux of what was attempted to be accomplished. Uh, and the problem with the bill is this: a lot of people do not understand the dynamics of what goes through a parent, or a parents' uh, life when they're trying to uh, uh, when they recognize that their child. May be struggling with their identity. Oftentimes, it's, uh, the child plays with dolls at, at five, and six, and seven with the little girls, and then at eight or nine, they're still playing with the dolls, uh, meaning the little boy who might be uh, struggling. But by the time they reach 13, 14, they are really going through it in terms of their uh, identity and they, they get pressured at school, they get teased, they get discriminated against in all kinds of ways. And so what the bill, what, what the governor vetoed was the fact that the bill would not allow for parents to get the type of therapy to help the child uh, manage what they're feeling and understand it more as they get older in those, those teen years or the critical years. And what, for many parents, was how do I, uh, the only way that the parents could keep the children from prevent- potentially committing suicide was to help them to navigate that through therapy and all these other things, trying to figure out um, if the child, you know, trying to help the child deal with what they're dealing with. That, no longer will be allowed. In other words, the parents will have no control over the situation,
7: yeah.
6: in essence. And so parents are saying, look, if my child is struggling, I'm going to get my child some help. Yeah. And, and when they turn 18, uh, then the parent can, uh, then the child can make a decision on their own about changing their, uh, having a sex change and all those kinds of things. That's up to uh, as they become an adult, there's no uh, that I'm aware of in Ohio where there's had a, a a ten or twelve or thirteen year old uh, uh, having surgery to change their sex identity. I, I don't know what that has occurred. So, so it's a lot more in the bill. Uh, basically, it was designed. I, I should say the bill prevents what parents have been trying to do for so long, which was to help their children navigate that, what they're feeling through doctors and and therapy and all of that stuff.
3: So I I know that, uh, because I I feel like that would have been like top news if we had heard of a, of a surgery taking place for a child. But what about hormone therapy? uh,
6: When, when, again, when you are dealing with uh, whatever a child is going through, those, any 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 uh, physiological changes? You yeah, definitely want to do that. You don't want to also uh, uh, as a child. If the child is struggling with being a being a, 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 a girl or male or female, whatever the case, get that child with something that will uh, uh, cause some biological. Uh, I should say. Uh, Medically induced changes uh, at, at, at an early age. You don't want to do that. What you want to do is be able to uh, have the child communicate openly, with whomever they are, they're having uh, doctors or therapists to try to help them understand. You know, none of us know uh, a, a child is feeling who was born a boy, but they. Just they want to, they feel like they are a, a, a girl. And um, so you just want to make sure that you have the ability as a parent to work through those kinds of issues.
3: Yeah, I respect and, that. I, I, No matter how I feel, because I ain't got no kids, so this ain't even really my decision to make, at, at least right now you know before i become a parent but i do i can respect the fact that parents want to be able to make decisions for their kid either way you want to be able to say no that's not gonna happen to you 18 or if i feel that this is appropriate then yes my child can do this at whatever cha- at whatever age that we agree is is going to make life better for them so i get what you're saying like trying to take that right away from parents to be able to offer their child whatever level of care or assistance in that effort i think that's that's playing with fire when you tr- start taking away those kind of rights from parents. So I get what you're saying.
6: Yeah, and what has happened is the doctors have, uh, uh, have earned them back away because once this bill becomes law, doctors are going to be, because it's so broad, it's going to be very difficult for a doctor to say, well, look, I'm talking about a psychologist or psychiatrist, to sit down with a child and have a discussion with him. It's going to be very difficult because yeah. the doctor's going to be afraid to come violate the law. That's. Uh, I just want people to be in mind for. There's a lot more in that deal that probably should not be in there. Yeah. Uh, that needs to be discussed. But they're going to vote on it today. I'm on my way to Columbus now. We're going to vote on it. I'm going to vote no. Uh, uh, on the uh, veto override, and uh, but it'll pass anyway because they have the numbers.
3: Mm. righty. Well, I appreciate your call, Rep. Thomas, and let us know once once it all falls down.
6: I will. We're voting at two o'clock this afternoon.
3: Alrighty.
6: <laughs> oh, and anybody who wants to read the bill, it's House House Bill sixty-eight. They can Google that, and gives you a full breakdown of all the things that would be prevented, parents would be prevented from doing.
3: Alrighty. Alright. Alright. Appreciate your call. Got to go to this break. When I come back, I'll talk to Jimmy. I'll talk to Miss Louise. I'll talk to Pat. And I'll talk to Sean Williams. And I got an open line. So if you want it, 513-749-1230. It's 1230 AM. The Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station.
2: 1230 WDBZ, the Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. Lincoln Ware till 1, coming up at 1. It's my good friend, Reverend Al Shopton. Keeping it real, keeping it real. He'll be here. At one, make sure you check him out. All right, uh, Raphael Prophet, the Big Martin Luther King Coalition, the march, the the uh, program takes place this coming Monday. Raphael Prophet, tell us about it. How you doing this morning?
11: I'm doing well. Linking. Uh, let me start with the thing: creating the beloved community
6: who love,
11: power, and justice. King said, "What is needed is the realization that power." Without love is reckless and abusive. And love without power is sentimental and anemic. Power is best. Power at its best is love implementing the demands of justice. Justice at its best is love correcting everything that stands against love. And so, Lincoln, we see this as a watershed moment, Is that it's time for us to put things into action. I love that you had Judge Wendy Cross on, she's yes. talking about implementing justice through love. And yeah. that's what we need. Yeah. We have to be about the business. A lot of these efforts are, are love, but no power behind it. And they, they become sentimental and anemic, don't really get at anything. And so that's the thing of what we're talking about as a coalition. And so we're urging in, it's time for action.
2: Yes, yes, yes. All right. Uh, so the march starts at what time?
11: So, uh, Lincoln. It'll start at 10.30 down at the uh, Freedom Center. Now the uh, National Underground Freedom Center also has a, a, a breakfast. You can go to their website if you want to partake on that. I believe it starts between 8 and 8.30. Our march will start at uh, 10.30 with uh, uh, some opening uh, opening prayers. Curtis Fuller is back on tap, is uh, uh, pretty much emceeing. Yes, yes. We'll march from the Freedom Center. We'll, we'll uh, uh, downtown bypass. Uh, Found Square. It's gotten a little crowded up there now. We're going to go uh, directly to Washington Park. More prayer, and then we're going to close it out with a uh, fantastic uh, young uh, uh, young uh, rapper named uh, uh, Sanctified. And then we'll go into Music Hall to start a program at uh, 12 o'clock. And then we're going to have singing and uh, uh, the chorale and children and three dynamic speakers who will each cover uh, one uh, segment of the uh, of our theme: love, power, and justice. Uh, Pastor Bishop Ennis uh, Tate, uh, uh, CEO of the YWCA, uh, Raquel House uh, Smith, and uh, retired Judge Fannan Rucker. So you know, it's going to be a, a great time. Forty-nine years we've been doing.
2: Mm, this, man, that. that's a long time.
11: Yes, sir. Yeah. And so we just want the public, you know, to come out uh, not only just to uh, commemorate and celebrate but also use this as, as the impetus as us moving forward yes. uh, to really uh, achieve the uh, uh, king's dream of economic uh, of freedom parity and equity. Because Cincinnati, and according to our U.S. census, and this hasn't changed, is that 40% of the city is African-American. And of those African-Americans, 40% of us are living in poverty. And so we got to be about the business of King, about this economic justice. Yes,
2: yes. So uh, dress warm. It's going to be kind of cool Monday morning. So dress the kids warm. But let them participate in a march, see how it goes. And uh, it'll be a great program at Music Hall after you arrive up at Washington Park. So it's just going to be a great day, Martin Luther King Day, uh, this coming Monday. The Martin Luther King Coalition, great singing, a great program. So uh, get ready for that.
11: All right, Lincoln, thank you, and uh, we'll see you all on uh, Monday, as you said, dress warm.
2: Hey, thank you, uh, Raphael. Thank right. you. That's uh, Raphael Prophet. Let's go to the Dukester. Then we've got Bishop Bobby Hilton in the studio. Dukester, what's cooking?
12: Hey, top of the morning, Lincoln, and happy Freeside Thursday, Buzz listeners. For all you folks that have been calling, inquiring about our live jazz January the 20th, that's a Saturday night from 7 to 10. It's true. Admission is only $5. Food will be available. It's B-Wild B, and it's going to be one hell of a show with the Jazz Renaissance Band. If all you fellas looking for a cheap date that night, this is where you want to be. And you can't beat that price. Now, for you folks that are looking for a great meal today, for lunch or dinner, I suggest checking out the Dukester sometimes today. On our menu is our half rotisserie chicken with baked beans and potato salad. Or check out our tender meatloaf with mashed potatoes and gravy smothered cabbage, and cornbread. We're also featuring our fish and shrimp combo meal with steak fries and coleslaw. But my pick for today, Lincoln, is our baby beef liver and onions with gravy, rice, and cheddar cheese broccoli. We'll be here at 7 o'clock, folks. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk at you later, Lincoln.
2: All right, that's the Dukester right there in the Summit Plaza on Redding Road. All right, uh, uh, let's see, Eliah, Twin, Rick Jr., and Marcus, you guys hold on in the studio with me. My good friend, Bishop Bobby Hilton, and uh, uh, I saw him on Sunday. He was doing fine, and he said Sunday night, something, maybe it was that bingo food with that, uh, 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 you know, last game of the season. They got rid of all the food. I don't know what it was.
1: Don't leak it, and let me be clear. Um, I came down with food poisoning, but it was absolutely not from the bingo stadium. Uh, I felt myself getting very, very sick. Even when I saw you, Lincoln. Really? When I walked—oh, excuse me. When I walked away from you, when I walked away from you, I made one stop and went straight to my car. Really? Left right out and went straight home. And uh, uh, later that afternoon, I couldn't do anything. Wow. But lay on the floor. I was so sick by Monday morning. All I could do was lay in bed. I was—I could—I listened in and out of your show. I couldn't yeah. even keep myself together. And then Tuesday, I didn't hear your show at all. Oh man, I was out of well, it. boy, if you miss Monday, uh, <laughs> or
2: Tuesday, if you miss Tuesday, you missed a whole lot.
1: <laughs> well, believe me, I heard about it. My phone yeah. has been ringing. My phone has been ringing. And let me say this, Lincoln, I have so much respect for you. I have so much respect for your audience that when you put a, when you put a call into me, yeah. um, I'm going to respond. I'm going to respond. To the world famous Lincoln, Ware
2: <laughs> Well, you know, we wanted to get both sides. You know, Alicia called in and gave her side the Inquirer. They they had a story right there. It seemed like right after Alicia came on, the story appeared in the, in the Inquirer. Yeah. Then I saw, and then uh, Kevin Kevin Aldridge had a story today. Yeah. Uh, uh, in the Inquirer, so. Uh, I'm going to talk know. a little bit about yeah. their stories. Yeah. I'm going
1: to talk about a little bit about their stories. And, and you're right. Now, you know, I would have been there. I would have been in the meeting Monday. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. would have been there. I, but I was a sick little puppy until, um, if anybody knows anything about food poisoning. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. When it, when it yeah. left me Tuesday evening, it left me. And I yeah. could immediately begin to feel the relief. And I knew I would be okay. I knew I would be okay. But uh, uh, um, I, I've come down here. To, to kind of address some things. I know it's been kind yeah. of hot and heavy. Yes, it has. Uh, yes, I know has. people have been, uh, many people have been uh, tearing in to uh, what uh, Commissioner Stephanie Dumas mm-hmm. uh, did the other day. And I want to say at the outset, I want to say at the outset, I am not here to make any derogatory remarks about anyone.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: I will not be making any derogatory remarks about anyone, not about uh, President Alicia and certainly not about Commissioner Stephanie Samara-Dumas. I'm a peace broker. Mm-hmm. I really am a peace broker. And that means I would do whatever I can to stand next to the truth. What is the truth of the matter? Mm-hmm. And I, I heard a lot of people saying a lot of things. But I just want to come down here. And when I leave here, I hope people can say, yeah. well, i tell you what, that Hilton he kind of did just stand next to the truth. That's mm-hmm. what I want to do. Stand next to the truth. Because I know a lot of people, you know a lot of people, and all we have is our names. Yeah. And yep. uh I, I've known uh both uh, Alicia Reese and Stephanie Dumas for decades. Yes. Yes. For decades. So um, I'm I'm down here, hopefully, to be a help in resolving a matter. Yeah. That that certainly can be resolved.
2: Now, let me ask you this: Were you aware of uh, any bad blood between the two? Stephanie Dumas mentions a lot of stuff that went on behind closed doors that nobody knows about. Uh, did you see any of this?
1: Let me do my presentation. Let me let me, <laughs> let, me just, let me just let me just let me just let me just speak on some matters, um, and 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 even I'll, I'll mention some things that were mentioned. Yeah. In some of the articles, because it, it, it's really not it. Uh, when, when Stephanie Dumas stood up the other day and abstained from voting, uh, it, it really wasn't about her. I think people will eventually see it really wasn't even about her. Um, and nobody can take away uh, the fact. Wait, so you wait, you saying when she abstained
2: from voting for Alicia Reese, it wasn't about Alicia Reese.
1: It wasn't about Stephanie It wasn't Dumas. about Stephanie. Wasn't about Stephanie Dumas. We, okay. It wasn't about and, and, and she tried and that's why she said it was about what she saw. It was about what she thought of yeah. as styles or, or, or ways of, of doing things. Mm-hmm. That's what and she named yeah. those things. And and I'm a, I'll go through that. And and no one, absolutely nobody can take away the things that Alicia Reese has brought to the table Mm -hmm. uh, since she's been on the commission. Nobody can take that away from her. She is to be congratulated from that. And I I just made a huge, huge, huge statement. Things that she has brought to the table. Mm -hmm. As a commissioner, that is all they can do is bring something to the table. You don't hear a lot about the initiatives that the commissioners bring on because they can do nothing of their own Mm -hmm. they can do absolutely nothing of their own all they can do is bring it to the table uh uh, really present it to the chief of staff the chiefs of staffs Mm -hmm. we present it to the commissioners to see if we can get unity or uh, all of them in agreement as to what is Mm -hmm. to be is to have been done and and let me make this statement uh at the onset because i heard some people talking about uh what happened with Stephanie Dumas at the dedication of the Black Music uh, Walk yeah, of Fame. Yeah, yeah. Let, let me state, let me. Yeah. Had Stephanie Dumas, and you can take this any way you want to take it, had Stephanie Dumas not signed on and voted for the Black Music Walk of Fame, mm-hmm. it would still be paperwork on the table. Mm-hmm. That's a huge statement I just so it made. Had to,
2: it had to be unanimous? It did not have
1: to be unanimous. Okay. But hear what I just said. Okay. Had Stephanie Dumas not voted yes on Black Music Walk of Fame, it would not be there.
2: And why is that? Why is that? Because it would have passed with Alicia and uh, uh, Driehaus. So why would they still i I'm going to be- say
1: it wouldn't have happened.
2: <laughs> I don't understand no. why it would have been paper still on the table if because it had passed. Because— just just, just
1: hear what I'm saying okay. without me saying it. Okay. There would not have been a second vote. And and I wouldn't come over here and lie and throw no stuff, okay? okay. I was in the middle of a thing. And, blame, and that was a major vision. Yeah. The black music. Oh, yeah. And I hate to even be doing that because the Black Music Walk of Fame is a fabulous. Yes, yes. Oh my God! It's fabulous. And, and this was this was a vision, and it has all three commissioners' names. Yes, it on does. There. It's fabulous. All three. It's fabulous. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's absolutely wonderful. Uh, 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 well, Commissioner Reese took me down there and walked me on the property with nothing but rocks. You know, because they can't right, communicate. Right. Nothing but rocks, and it wasn't until she took me down there and walked me mm-hmm. on that property uh-huh. and laid that vision out. You know, mm-hmm. she's a visionary. I'm a visionary. Yeah. yeah. So I could, I begin to, inter- I said, wow, mm-hmm. this could be my, okay, mm-hmm. okay. I had to take the vision mm-hmm. back, mm-hmm. okay, to my commissioner and yeah. more. And your name is even down there. My name is down there. You know, And I'm thankful and grateful for yeah, that. Yeah. But I'm te- that's a tourist attraction. Yeah. Nobody can subtract for that. But I need, uh, hear me again when I say it now. Yes, I hear you. As Stephanie, doom is not signed as the second signature there would be no black music walk of fame. There was a lot of things coming into that office. Mm-hmm. It wasn't an easy thing. And, and, and I hate talking, and I don't want to subtract from the fat, how fabulous. I said, man, that this thing is a Taj Mahal. Mm-hmm. It's a tourist attraction. When we're all gone, it's going to be there. Okay, And so when she, as the county commissioner, understands, wait a minute, I should have some ownership in this too. My mm-hmm. signature is on this. And she recognized that had she not signed, yeah, we're not having no dedication. Okay, so, all right.
2: Okay, I think I think I understand you. I I, I thought all it needed was two commissioners. That's all it and, needs, and it goes. That's through. all it needs,
1: but it only
2: needs two. But you are saying we would still be looking at paperwork if we didn't have three. So I don't explain that one to me. I don't understand that
1: one. If it's passed, it's passed. Because hmm I, I can't I, I don't I can't yeah. I can't speak for another okay. commission. Okay, okay. 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 All I right. can't speak for another commission.
2: Oh, I well maybe I, I hear say. I maybe I hear what you're saying. You're saying if Stephanie had not gone along with it, maybe Drehouse wasn't going along with it. <laughs> okay, that is that what you're saying? But you can't say. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm just following along. Now, now let me. Okay. Now, the, the the thing that brought this whole deal about is that Alicia said it, it would have been okay if she had abstained. It didn't matter to her. She said when she said she prayed on it and God, let, told, let, uh, you know, Lincoln, yeah, explain Lincoln, that to me. Lincoln, you know? can,
1: can we deal with this with her abstaining? And, and yeah. matter of fact, I, I I I read the newspaper articles. Everyone, every writer, uh, Kevin Aldrich and and Scott Wartman and uh, even the the new, uh, newspaper writer Chris Welterich from uh, uh Business. Business Courier yeah. mm-hmm. they all that was kind of like their first statement uh uh yeah. commissioner Dumas abstained mm-hmm. from voting yes um in, uh, in the in the meeting now Lincoln you asked a question on Monday that you didn't get an answer to and I'm shocked that not one reporter picked up on something. And what was that? And I I, I come with receipts, Lincoln. That Alicia abstained from voting? I need you to read number four.
2: (laughs) Okay, number four. Motion uh, nominating Stephanie Dumas to serve as president of the Board of County Commissioners for the year 2022. On the motion of Commissioner Driehaus, second by Commissioner Summerall Dumas, the motion was adopted. Turn the page. Okay. And... It says, for Commissioner Summerall Dumas, Commissioner Dreehouse abstain. Commissioner Reece. Okay. No, wait a minute. Now, so, uh, uh, Dreehouse voted for her, and Alicia and abstained. Duma, that's right. Dumas yeah. voted for herself. Right, right.
1: Okay? Mm-hmm. But Reece abstained yeah. two years ago. Yeah. Now, if you're going to—I think that deserves to be in the top part of the discussion. Mm-hmm. And Alicia says, hey— her abstaining but did not
2: really I matter. Hear anybody it's say she questioned the leadership of I did, not, I did
1: of not hear anybody say yeah, yeah. the same thing happened two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you're going to go in that argument and at least not start there, and that's yeah. fine to say yeah. whatever else you're yeah. going to say. Yeah. But if you're going to be a newspaper writer, and, and I, I know all these people, I say, wait a minute, I, you're a reporter. Is yeah. this fair? But to say that, to go back and say, okay, she did this to her, but we won't go back and say what happened two years ago, okay? I
2: think if Stephanie had just left, said, I abstain. And just let it go instead and can, of bringing in the leadership and all this that. stuff. I don't think we would be here right now, talking. We
1: can, we can think I think that. it was
2: all the other stuff, the prepared statement, well, and all that stuff is what made people crazy.
1: Are you, Lincoln, you, you, you may be right on that. Let, I mean you a, can you can think Let that, me take a that, quick break. Okay, all right, all, all we'll right, all right.
2: And we'll come back. Lincoln Ware, Bishop Bobby Hilton, in the studio, twelve thirty. The buzz. Twelve thirty, WDBZ, the Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. Lincoln, we're with you till one o'clock this afternoon. Coming up at one, Reverend Al Sharpton, keeping it real, keeping it real. We got Bishop Bobby Hilton in the studio. Before the break, you were gonna, you were saying something. If I recall, Bishop, you were saying something before the break.
1: Yes, uh, I was just saying that I, uh, you had mentioned that had Stephanie not said anything else other than abstain. So uh, first of all, I want to qualify that I did present a truth because I brought a receipt Mm -hmm. that she abstained from voting for from uh, Alicia Alicia Reese and Alicia Reese abstained from voting. Okay. So Mm -hmm. that's that argument settled. Now I just wanted to go because I want to keep myself back. I don't want people to feel me on one side or the other. I want to do my best just to stand next to the truth. So uh, Chris Welterich, the uh, staff Mm -hmm. reporter for the Business Courier, he wrote some things of what she said that day. You know, I wasn't there, so I I didn't hear this live, but all the reporters kind of captured this. And he wrote that uh, Commissioner Dumas wrote, Every voice counts. We provide positive guidance. You lead by example. You're honest. You're transparent. You're humble. You're unselfish. You collaborate. You're compassionate. You're a good listener. You respect the opinions of others. You're not argumentative. You're a team player. As I prayed and reflected, I cannot stand and say yes on so, that motion. So she's saying Alicia Reese is
2: none of that,
1: it sounds like to me. Let me read a little bit more out of the article because <laughs> I don't want That's to place myself. Like. Okay, yeah. th- th- this is what the guy, the writer of the article says The back and forth was the latest between Reese. And one of her two colleagues, last month, during budget discussions, Reese lit into Driehaus and the county administration over a source of operating funding for the new Black Music Hall of Fame at the Banks. Now, this is outside person. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, this one doesn't involve Dumas. He said she lit in the treehouse. I'm just reading the newspaper article that came out the other day because of all this stuff going on. Okay, this is not Hilton's. Mm-hmm. And I, I would rather read stuff like this than to come in and say, well, that's just Hilton's opinion. Yeah, and yeah. Okay, this is somebody on the outside. Okay? So, and, and Lincoln, I heard a lot of conversation about, well, what is Dumas do? What What has she done? And see, with the commissioners, Lincoln, if we think back, over the last decades, what can we point to and say the county commissioners did that, or the county commissioners did the other? Yeah, I, I can't point them up, well, but they do. I mean, they do a lot. Well,
2: but uh, I mean, you, I'm sure. Uh, you could look at Betting House. You can look at him and say the stadium deal. Big Why do we remember that? Because of how horrible it was. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, the the 513 bus, you can no, look at No, no, I'm talking say, about before this administration. Before this administration. Yeah, before this administration. Uh, uh, this administration. Uh, let's see, Portune. I'm trying to think some of the things Portune did. Uh. They don't come to mind right now. Exactly. 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 But I'm sure there were some things
1: (laughs) that the commissioners. But they don't come to mind, is what Mr. Lincoln said. Okay, they don't come to mind. But that's and that's general. That's general for all of us Lincoln. That's pretty much how I think most of us would feel. What they're over there doing, they're dealing with a 3 just this year, they're dealing with a 396.1 million dollar mm-hmm. general fund budget and there's work going on all the time yeah. in the distribution of those funds. The total budget for Hamilton County is 1.32 billion dollars. That's what those commissioners are responsible for. 1.32 billion dollars. We cannot diminish the things that President Reese fl- yeah. brought to the table and brought to the county. Who ever heard of a a a, a, a bus with with health features riding around? That's huge. Yeah, she's yeah. to be congratulated for that. Who ever heard of a Taj Mahal black music walk of fame sitting down there on the banks?
2: That's huge. And some people would say, well, you know, it's jealousy. Uh, Alicia's getting credit for this and uh, nobody's looking at at Dumas and uh, she's jealous. Uh, Alicia's getting all the attention for the walk of fame and she's jealous. That's why she got up there and say, I'm a commissioner, too, and the whole bit. That's what people – I'm just telling you what people I say. saying. Okay. Yeah.
1: I hear you. And that's why I, I, I'm trying to go outside of just yeah. saying, well, this is that or that this is the other. Now, maybe people, a lot of people do not know some of the things that, that Dumas has done uh, because September of 2020, she put forth a resolution. Now, you're, you're familiar with the gun range out there in Lincoln Heights, yeah. right? Lincoln you're familiar I- with yep. that. Yeah. And how many decades mm-hmm. that thing is trying? they have been working to get that thing closed when she brought me in to be her chief of staff, the mm-hmm. first assignment she gave to me was do whatever it takes and let's work to get that gun range mm-hmm. closed. She filled out the resolution. I mean, this is, I'll leave a copy of this resolution because talking about the gunfire can be heard day and night, Monday through Saturday. Uh, it, it talks about how uh, emotional and traumatically affected the sound of gunfire mm-hmm. and the gun range Has been on children, the dangers from it. So she did a resolution to get that thing closed uh, back in 2020. Just last year, I mean, yeah, just like in 2023, the end of the year, Hamilton County put forth the last funding to close the gap. So Hamilton County put forth $20 million to close that gun range and build a new regional. Mm-hmm. Range Complex uh, in Coleraine Township, $20 million. And there's state money there, there's a federal money there, and there's county money there, and some some other funding. But that's something huge that you may never see Dumas' name on, but that's an, an initiative that came from her office that all of the commissioners, all, all of the commissioners had to sign on that. No one commissioner yes. could have done that but that came from her office that's all I'm saying on that
2: well do it's, you what well, uh, do you agree uh, I, mean, well, I know you don't agree with what alicia says about you know uh stephanie dumas is a rubber stamp for big business and and uh, she asked the hard questions about big business and maybe this is uh uh, uh, uh you know big business is putting her up to doing this right in the election year for Alicia Reeds because she don't rubber stamp all the millions of dollars they come down there to get from the County.
1: I would say that she may be one of the toughest stamps to get. She does. She does not even meet with people uh, freely or quickly. Yeah. I mean, you really got to work to, to get in to, to, to meet with her because she's very, very slow. When it comes to uh, moving forward on things, she's going to ask some deep, deep, deep questions. She wants to know why, and, and who will this who the, who will this assist, who will it help? Mm-hmm. Uh, where's the funding go? Where's the funding going? Uh, she has another initiative initiative uh, about uh, that was for grants for, for for small event grants they call them small event grants, and these for these were for community projects. $250,000 set aside for community projects, communities like whatever, Blue Ash, Lincoln Heights. They're having something. They could get a grant for $25,000 each community. And a bunch of communities, a bunch of communities got these grants. A bunch of communities uh, that included City of Cheviot, Colerain Township, Sharonville, Amberley, uh, 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 Lincoln Heights, a whole lot of communities yeah. were able to take advantage of these grants. So these are the type of things that are happening. And then uh, uh, she did something as it relates to the youth. Well, she loves the youth. Now, that's her passion, youth. She got $250,000 in funding to support Inspire Youth Initiative. Now, what this did, if you say you got uh, somebody coaching a, a youth football team. They could get a grant for five thousand dollars to help them buy what equipment or whatever mm-hmm. to take it. Because she felt like that's the biggest thing we could do to combat violence. Let's give the people that are on, the, the grassroots people. Let's help them. Help our youth. Lincoln, when the guy was a, a, a young kid, eleven years old, was murdered, was killed by a, a drive-by a little while ago. And then the band, when the girl came home from the shooting, the band was on the street all those instruments those are brand new instruments from this grant see people don't see stuff yeah, like yeah. that
2: well and the bottom line is okay so what can what can happen at this point to get the two on the same page and you know I don't know can anything be I don't what they can't talk to each other they but, cannot uh uh so, so I don't know. Lincoln, there's some people that... What can be done to straighten this thing out? And like I said, I don't think we would be here now without the prepared statement and all that. I thought that was a bit much. Okay. I think you just abstain and move on. Okay. I don't think anything else would have been going on now. So...
1: <laughs> well, well, let me say this. It. I think that, especially in positions like that, Yeah. I think we should prepare for disagreement. Yeah. Yeah. I think there should be no expectation that all three parties are going to agree. Yeah. I would yeah. prefer they not. Yeah. Yeah. Not initially. Ask the tough questions. Okay, why are we doing this? How will it be funded? Who will it benefit? Yeah. These questions should not be yeah. rejected. Yeah. Uh, you can have an opinion of something. I can mm-hmm. have an opinion of something. They could be a long way apart Iron sharpens iron. You keep bringing your point. I keep bringing my point. But there's one thing that must be maintained while we are explaining our points, Lincoln. And I mean this as loudly and as powerfully as I can say it. Respect. Yes, yes. We must maintain respect among each other and if we if we can maintain respect yeah. among each other you and i may never agree but as long as i can respect lincoln mm-hmm. and lincoln can respect me we okay well, well and apparently that's not what
2: happened what's happening down there so that's what we <laughs> we you know i don't know i don't know if we ever come to the end of this but uh, hey i I'm, i thank you for coming down and you know giving your side of the story and my side you know, i just well, came to stand on the side well,
1: of, well, of truth <laughs> I want to stand on the side of truth <laughs> and say, "Hey, Lincoln, this is yeah. this is the best I could do." And uh, I bring these articles in. I bring this receipt yeah. in. We got to do better, and we yeah. will. Yeah. You yeah. know what? The bottom line is, we will. I'm making an announcement to everybody, all of Hamilton County, and all of Cincinnati. The Hamilton County Commissioners are going to be all right.
4: Yes. We're yes, gonna have yes. a good year. So okay? we got
2: uh, Alicia Reese is up for election this year. Denise Driehaus is up for election. Stephanie Dumas, she's up when uh, twenty in three years from to, now, yeah, twenty, tw- tw- yeah, okay, twenty-seven, 28, yeah, yeah, right, somewhere around, and, right. So, uh, uh, so we'll see what happens, but uh, uh, let's hope we can keep some peace down there at the commissioner's office, and we don't have to come up with this stuff again, <laughs> I don't, you know. But, but I, I, I still go back to just abstain and let's move on. Let's but if you don't on.
1: abstain and and just move on, still, let's keep every, yeah. let's do our best to, yeah. To live peaceably. The yeah. Bible says, as much as lies within yeah. you, live peaceably with all men. And on that note, we're going to
2: break for news. Thank you for stopping by. We appreciate it.
1: And the Lord did that thing. God, God did
2: that thing. <laughs> all right. that's right. Uh, we've got news coming up. Then we'll come back at uh, 1230, The Buzz.